0: all right it's good to be in church now you know there's the mornings my you know the morning's not off to a good start when you get to church and you realize you left your glasses at home and then uh, Laurel says you can use my glasses so I think okay so lady glasses I'll look at that and she plays for the choir and then realizes those ones are broken so I send Tim home to to get my glasses and you did well, Tim. You, you looked exactly where I said, but these are my old prescription glasses. So now, since I've had the um, um, the cataracts done, these don't work real well. So we're in for a treat this morning. I don't know what I'm going to read. I have no idea. I'll do my best to read what the Bible says, but I'm just preempting that if something goes wrong, it's not my fault. Not my fault. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll ask God to help us this morning. Um, and I pray that this is a blessing to you. Right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for opportunity to be in church we just commit to you um, the Word of God I just commit to you also Lord just my vision and um, being able to read clearly and not to allow that to affect um, while I'm preaching and I pray this in Jesus name Amen. I'm not sure sure if you noticed but um, the choir just sang a song and it, and it didn't really dawn on me until we were singing the words and Um, He gives wings as an eagle and um, the passage that was just read and what we're going to be looking at this morning really goes in well together. So that wasn't planned. Um, Early this week someone sent me that verse, Isaiah 40 verse verse, um, 30 31 and it talks about um, mounting up with wings as eagles. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and that really encouraged me. I don't know about you, but as we get towards the end of the year, um, you look back, you reflect back of of what's happened, and um, you get busy in life, and sometimes you can just kind of get a little bit tired. Things can get a little bit, uh, not confused, but just a little bit like, what's happening in 2024? How's that going to work? And this verse was a real encouragement to me. Um, I guess I just want to give you just a little bit of uh, I guess context of of what's happening in Isaiah. It was a real blessing to me being able to study this and I've I've been really, when I'm preparing um, sermons now, I'm really trying to get a lot more context on what's being said and I really enjoyed reading through the chapters before Isaiah, uh, Isaiah chapter 40. Um, And in the chapters leading into this 40th chapter, there are some great sermons, uh, thoughts for maybe a later day that maybe I'd like to explore further. In chapter 39, uh, two thoughts really stand out to me that are worth mentioning. King Hezekiah had been sick and he had received get-well letters and a gift from from worldly leaders. Uh, Hezekiah had literally been seduced by these leaders and Hezekiah invited them to meet with him. So the first thing that maybe one day I'd like to explore is that we can certainly be influenced by others. And he ends up inviting them and showing them um, all of the wealth and riches that had been accumulated over time. Then when Isaiah uh, then goes on to let Hezekiah know, because he entertained uh, with the world leaders that he would one day have all those things that he owned lost to those world leaders and that all his sons and family to come would be, end up being enslaved by these leaders. And the second thing that really, that really struck out to me was Hezekiah's response at the end of this chapter Hezekiah's response after hearing that he would lose everything and that his family would be enslaved to come, his response was, good is the word of the Lord. That's good. But then the last part of the, the verse, he really says, at least there's going to be peace in my day. And I thought, I not believe that the attitude of, of someone who knows his family is going to be enslaved and what has been built and accumulated is going to be lost. And the thought was, well, it won't affect me, and that's the second thought. Maybe one day I'll, I might preach on that. But chapter 40 is an amazing chapter with so much doctrine and application. There are seeds for future sermons, uh, but to gain perspective for the message today, we see the chapter starts um, out with how God works in the lives of believers. Um, we won't go through through the whole chapter, but just to mention verses one and two, we see that God demonstrates. That judgment will be replaced with comfort. We see this not only in Israel uh, being brought out of captivity. Uh, remember, they were going to be in captivity, but they will be brought out one day. But it's an encouragement for us today because uh, we were once in condemnation of our sin, but through faith in Christ, we have the comfort that our sins have already been paid for. And that's a great blessing. Verse 3 and 4, we see the ongoing work of God in our lives. We see, um, it, 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 as you read through that, we see direct, the direct prophecy of John the Baptist to come. We also see a great picture of God lifting valleys in our lives. God wants to lift the low places in our life and, and give our life balance um, and use. I'm, I'm glad for that. Don't we go through valleys? Don't we go through ups and downs in life? But God wants to make our paths straight. He wants to settle set things out. Um, we often, uh, we do live in a time where we often see the negatives in others, along with our even our own, uh, as we see our own selves, uh, as we detest what we've become and where we fail. And that's something that I struggle with. I see the, the failures of, of myself, and sometimes I can, I can get negative on myself. But then in these passages, God also will make, uh, make the low areas of pride and upliftedness uh, found in the In the believer. So the way we look at ourselves, God will make that a level as well. We also see the ongoing daily adjustments that God needs to make as as we go through our life Uh, journey, as He makes the crooked and the and the rough places plain. In verse 5, we see the the culmination of God's activities uh, in the the first four verses, because as the believer is delivered from the power and the presence of sin, God is ultimately glorified. The rest of the chapter goes on to describe how how great God is, uh, and these verses go on to magnify God over man and sets him in the right place as God over all. Now, I do want to read verse 22 because this made me chuckle. Verse 22, um, it mentions, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and in the inhabitants thereof are are as, as grasshoppers, but I, verse, verse 22, um, I don't know if you are a flat earth believer, but this, I see this verse as saying that the earth is round, unless you see that, that, that this is a quadrilateral circle. But the Bible says the earth is round. I just wanted to mention that. I, I like to get a little, little bit of controversy in my preaching, but that'll be it for today, all right? That, that's it. So there is so much... To go through in Isaiah 40. I know we didn't read the whole chapter, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a, a thought on that. Um, I've just highlighted some of the things that I found and that stuck out in my mind while, while I was reading. What I'd like to discuss this morning is verses 28 to 31 and that's what was read this morning. I'm not sure about you, but from time to time, as I mentioned, things can get a bit overwhelming and I find my strength to meet these challenges diminishes and sometimes I feel very weak as a Christian. Do you ever get times where you just feel weak? You just feel like, I wish I could do, I, I wish I could do better for the Lord. I wish I could go a bit further. I wish I could live more godly. I wish I could uh, attain a higher standard. And sometimes when you look at what you do live and how you do live and the attitudes and the actions and the things you say, and you come to the end of it, and all we can really say is, I'm a weak Christian. And uh, sometimes, uh, and I've kind of felt like that over the last few weeks. And if you've ever found yourself feeling like this, then these verses are for you. So as we get into this, um, as we read, let's read verse 28 through 31 again. It says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. First thing I want you to understand in this passage is the source of strength. I entitled the message, the guys asked me what was the, what was the title of the message, and I thought about it. I had something uh, on my notes, but I changed it. But It's going to be the secret or the secrets of strength is the title. The first thing I want you to notice is the source of where our strength come, actually comes from. We're talking about being weak as a Christian or, or um, just really struggling in life we need to realize that we can have some strength. The Bible is clear that we can get some strength, but it's got to come from the right source. It has to be from where the Bible says. It says, uh, verse 28 Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding? The source of our strength is God, it isn't in the books we read. It isn't, in the, it isn't in the YouTube clips that we may watch. It isn't in the music that sometimes can be inspiring and can sometimes calm our spirit. The Bible says uh, Saul was calmed by, by David's playing at the harp. Those things can, can do something for us, but when we're weak, when we're challenged, when we're struggling in life, the source of the strength that we need needs to come from God. The Bible says in verse 28 that, he is an everlasting God. The God that gives us strength is the God who has always been here from the beginning. The Bible says he's the Alpha and Omega, he's the beginning and the end. From my mind, my mind gets baffled with that because humanly understanding is, is that we can't physically really comprehend exactly what that is. That The fact that God had no beginning, the fact that he's going to have no end and the fact that he's created everything from nothing Baffles our minds, but we believe it by faith, and it 's that everlasting God that can give us the strength that we need he 's always had strength. Think about when he created the worlds, when he put things into place, when he created man from the dust of the earth, when he, uh, when he put everything into existence, what an everlasting strength i don 't know if you've ever um, been out on a drive and just admired the country that we live in, that God created. Man didn't create it. Man's worked it and developed some of it, but it was God who put everything into motion. What an amazing country that we live in. He's the mighty creator and he is the everlasting God and he is the source of our strength. God is not just everlasting, but he is, in, he is enduring as well. Thinking about the creation of the world, have, have you ever thought about, the days of creation, when, when God said he created this on day one, this on day two, the, the, the day and the night were a day and, and God looked and everything it was good. And, and then, then you go through to the end of day six and then it says on the day seven, God rested. Do you think God was just physically exhausted and tired? And, and do you think he went, oh, I can never make another thing, I'm so tired. That's not what it meant by rest. I started to contemplate that in my mind and I thought, it does say it was a, that he rested. But in my mind's eye, I think he just stopped and admired everything he made and thought, man, this is great. It's want to take some time to absorb all that in. He can, he can be proud because he's the one that created it. He's God. It was by his hands. He spoke everything into existence. From his mind, he, he, he imagined what could be and God just stopped and admired and thought, This is good. This is great. And if we stop and take some time to have a look at what God has made, it do you a great deal of good to, to stop and think, God is good. God is amazing. The Bible says there in verse 28, it says that hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord of Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, and neither is weary. God doesn't get tired. When God looks at your problems and you call out to Him, He doesn't go, listen, you'll have to come back tomorrow because I'm too tired. I've been helping everyone on the northern hemisphere. (laughs) You're in the south, you'll just have to wait till the sun comes up, then I'll be right there. It's never like that. God's able and willing and has the ability to look at everyone's problems, hear everyone's prayers, know exactly what's going on, able to. Are to plan and determine the steps of man as as we intertwine as we as we meet, as there, there is no just chance meetings, although sometimes things feel like that. It's never a chance meeting, it's always God intertwining people in into people's lives. I was talking with someone this week um, who I work with, and we were just chatting very candidly and about how when we met many years ago. And he, even he realizes that. At a low time in his life, when, when we come together, he's not saved, but he even realises that he was so glad that, that we met. We'd become very good friends. And uh, I had a great opportunity to say it wasn't just uh, a strange occurrence. It was, I said it was planned by God. You met me, I met you, and now we're joined together. But God just, with, with all that going on, He doesn't get tired. His strength never diminishes. So when you're in need, please believe and understand that God has enough strength for you. God knows when you need it and God will provide it when you need it. Then I also notice that the source of our strength is God, that he is empowering. He is empowering. He gives power to those who are weary just like us. Verse 29, it says, He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. God is willing to empower us just when we need it. Every time I get to preach, now I, I, do you know when you, those of us that have preached before, you go somewhere to preach and you come back and the pastor says, how did you go? I don't know, I got up and preached. I don't know. I don't know what everyone else thought. I mean, I thought it was pretty good, but no. but, <laughs> but really, it's a really hard question to know. How did you go? How how was it? But it's God that that, that needs to give me what I need to say. Every time I preach, no matter how long I, I preach for, it's never any different. You get nervous before you start. You you prepare. You study. You may even have the. You may even have. Um, all of the content down pat. You may be even be able to memorise it and you know it may be a topic that you're very well versed in and you probably wouldn't need notes. You might even know it well, but you get nervous and you need some power. You need God's help. And I, I trust every time they get up, that's one of my prayers, God just, just give me what I need to say and help me, help me to deliver it in a way that you want me to. God empowers us and he can empower you to do what he wants you to do. And when you're feeling down and weak and struggling, he will give you just what you need. He will empower you. All right, it's not like this special lightning bolt that comes down and 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 we put on a cape and now and our physical appearance changes. It's not like that. But God empowers us to do the things we're not confident in. We may be nervous of or we may be struggling with or we're just don't feel like doing it. Those men who who preach, maybe there's been times where you just don't feel like doing it. You just don't. Maybe there's something there's, there's something weighing you down, and you just don't feel that I can do it. But God can give you the power to do it. So that's the source of the strength. Then I want to get to the secret of the strength. The secret. Ready? I'm going to pull out some special revelation here. The secret. Let's have a look in verse 31. You ready? Let's read together. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There it is. That's the secret. Waiting upon the Lord. If you want some strength, wait upon God. Wait upon God. Did you know that's one of the hardest things to do? Waiting. Who enjoys going to maybe a, a government department or ringing a government department and you think, okay, I need to put in my calendar four hours, need to block that out because I'm never gonna get through. I hate waiting. Go to the doctors. You make the appointment for 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock comes around and you have see the th- same three people that were there before, you're still there anything, this is not going well. Waiting is a difficult thing to do, let alone whether it's a physical thing. But when, it, when you're requesting something of God, when, when, when you're asking God for help, you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling weak and you're not feeling like that you're able to do what God wants us to do. We say, God, can you help me? I need some help. I need an answer to the thing that I'm praying about. I'm searching what you want me to do. And then it just seems like there's no answer. And it can be frustrating. And we can then start to think things in our mind. Maybe God doesn't want to answer me. Maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe I've sinned. Oh, maybe God just... Maybe I got what what God was trying to talk to me. Maybe I got that wrong. Or maybe... uh, Whatever it is, all a manner of things start to happen in our mind and we start to think there's something wrong. Waiting upon the Lord is the secret. We're going to have a look at a couple of things about waiting that I found in in, in the book of Psalms. So let's have a look um, in Psalm 40. Psalm 40, we're going to read verse 1 and 2. When we're waiting, there are some ways we can wait. First one is waiting patiently. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined, inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. While we're waiting, we should never just wait there going, Come on, God, hurry up. I've been praying. The Bible says, I waited patiently for the Lord. This, the psalmist has obviously has cried out to God. He's expecting God to answer. He knows God can answer. Let, and let me uh, uh, encourage you with this. God will answer. He always will. It may take some time. It may not be the way you want it to be answered, but he will always answer. God will always answer us if we just wait patiently even when we are stuck in the things of this life. Have you ever been stuck in life? You want to you go on for the Lord but something's pulling this leg this way and something's pulling the leg this way. Have you ever been on the beach and on the wet sand as the water comes in and your feet sink into the sand? And that's what life gets like sometimes. You keep getting sinking deeper and deeper in and you're thinking, oh, I want to go on for God. I see maybe where God's pointing me. I want to do, do the right thing. I want to get to where God wants me to go and yet I'm just stuck. And I want to get out of it, but I can't. Verse two says, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. If we were just wait patiently God turns up at the right time. If you're, on some, if you're in a bunch of quicksand at the moment, God will never let you go completely under. Hey, He may let you get right up to, to the hairline. Well, actually, my hairline's not there, but <laughs> maybe I will go under before he picks me out. But he might get you to go right to the very last minute because he wants you to learn something. It's not that he's being nasty. It's not that he's being unkind. There's something that you need to learn while you're waiting patiently. But God will always bring you out at the right time. The Bible says there that, he, that um, he, he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock. God will unstuck you, if that's a good word. I'm sorry if that's a bad word. He'll unstuck you and he'll put you and he'll make you solid so you can get going again. So you can see the, the right path so you, so you can get going. And then at the end of verse two there it says, and he establishes my goings. Sometimes we may want to go a certain way and God may have us stuck there to teach us something and then he might put us on the rock in a different direction and establish my going. I want you to go this way. I know you want to go this way, Paul, but I want you to go exit stage right on my side. On your side, exit stage left. God says go that way instead of forward. Whatever way God wants us to go, we need to be able to wait patiently. Can you wait patiently? Are you waiting patiently? For that, the thing that you want to do or the thing that you think God wants you to do or the direction your life should be going, are you waiting patiently? Psalm 27. Psalm 27, just to, just over a couple of, a couple of our chapters there. Psalm 27. We'll read verse verse 14 some of these verses you should know they're not hidden secret verses I found they're just normal verses Psalm 27 verse 14 it says wait on the Lord now, now, notice, now notice the next part be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart wait I say on the Lord the second way that we can wait on God is is wait courageously even when we're entangled with with um, with this life and its enemies. Did you know we have uh, an enemy that wants to bring us down, that wants to discourage us? I mean, we get weak and discouraged on our own, but we have an enemy that wants to make sure we stay there. We get entangled. We We get an onslaught over and over and over again. But the Bible says in that verse... Be of good, uh, uh, sorry, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, wait courageously, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Even in the midst of battle, even in the midst of the onslaught of the world, and the world is, it's a a bad place. The world is, is not a good place to be. Even in the midst of it, God can strengthen your heart. God has a way of making your heart strong even in the midst of the battle. It's almost like when there's darkness all around and the world and its philosophies and its teachings and the things that go on, it can get very dark and it seems like the light that we have is getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. It's like every now and then God just gives you a a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and you think, there it is. God hasn't left me. God is still there. God hasn't gotten weary. God hasn't decided to leave me. He's just said, wait, be courageous, continue doing the things that you have to do day in, day out. Men or women, if you're working, you may not like your job, but keep doing it. Keep being faithful at it. Keep working hard. Keep working the plan that God may have for you. Mums and dads, Kids may get you down, but keep teaching, keep disciplining, keep doing the things that you've got to do. And God will give that light at the end of the tunnel. God truly is, is on our side. I did have verse 13 marked there. Let me have a quick look. Verse 13. I'd fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The goodness of the Lord. God is always on your side. He's so good, he's always on your side. So wait patiently, wait courageously. And then Psalm 37. Psalm 37. This is a good passage. Let's read, I want to read um, from verse 3 through to 7. It says, trust in the Lord... Do good, so so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait is our waiting. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who who bringeth wicked devices to pass. It does say wait patiently there. We've already looked at wait patiently, but it does say rest in the Lord. So one way that we can rest, uh, one way we can wait is wait restfully. Wait patiently, wait courageously, and wait restfully. Even when we are enraged by the world around us, we can be uh, there we go. I forgot. I was thinking of all the E's, and the first one I had stuck. Ensnared. I should have had ensnared. Entangled, and we can be enraged by the world. I read verse 3, verse 4, and verse 5 because they kind of go well together. While we're resting, uh, while we're waiting restfully, we can trust him. While we're resting in God, verse, verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Continue doing the things you're supposed to do. Trust God. Remember, God's never let you down. God will never let you down. In actual fact, God can't let you down. I'll make that bold up. God cannot let you down because of who he is. If you're a born-again believer, you're a child of God. God will never, the Bible says he'll never forsake us. He will never let you down. The world says Oh, if God was really who he is, he would never let wars happen. He would never let people die of cancer. He would never let this. He would never let that. That's what the world says. But God say, uh, the Bible says God will, cannot and will not let you down. You can trust him. While you're restfully waiting, there's a lot going on. We can trust that God knows what he's doing. Verse 4 says, delight thyself also in, in the Lord. Then he goes on to say, if you do that while you're waiting restfully, if you delight yourself in God, he'll give you the desires of your heart. He's not talking about your fleshly desires or your carnal desires or your your pride, arrogant desires, but the things that that you're searching for of God that that are right and pure, he'll give you those things if we're delighting ourselves in him. Verse 5 goes on to say, Commit thy way unto the Lord. There it is there. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Restfully isn't... It's not a passive thing. Resting means we're trusting, we're delighting, we're committing ourselves to him, all while we're just waiting and being in rest. Have you ever... You know, when you're, when you're waiting restfully, is when, when the challenges are coming and the pressure's on and there's things going on, and yet you can sit back and say, I'm resting. They're not going to. I'm not saying not be a human because you will react to certain things. That's, that's just normal. But in the end, those things are not going to bring you down to where you're going to quit. You're just going to rest. You're committing yourself unto Him, you're delighting yourself in God. You're trusting in him. You're now waiting restfully. And we have the confidence that God will bring his will to pass in our lives. Waiting with that in mind can be... It's, it's, it's true, but it can still be a, a struggle and a challenge. Wait restfully. So we've looked at wait patiently, wait courageously, wait restfully... Then um, Psalm thirty-seven again, and look at one more. Then we'll jump back to Isaiah again. Then we'll be done. Isaiah thirty-seven verse thirty-four, and this I've mentioned to be me, wait faithfully. Verse verse thirty-four, wait on the Lord, keep His way. There's the faithfulness. Keep His way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Wait faithfully, even when we're encouraged to go off on our own. You know what happens sometimes? We expect an answer from God, or we want God to do something, and God hasn't answered yet, and he tells us to wait, wait upon the Lord, and sometimes we get sick of waiting. And we make a decision and God hasn't said to do anything yet. He's just said, he said there is um, way to the Lord, keep his way. Just keep doing the things you're supposed to do. Keep being in church. Keep being faithful. Do the things you've got to do. And we go, well, I'm sick of waiting. I'm going to go off on my own. I've made my decision. I know what God wants me to do. And we even justify it. God's already told me what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just going to get out and do it. I'm going to do that ministry. I'm going to go and speak to that person because I know they should be spoken to and we can get completely out of God's time and we can be unfaithful. We can do the opposite of of what God wants us to do. God says wait and keep his way. Wait, be obedient, do the things that you know you're supposed to do and God will bring to pass what he's supposed to do. It's a not a, a waiting is not active. I'm oh sorry, waiting is active. It's never a passive waiting. we are still got to do what God wants us to do. We need to keep busy doing what God has already shown you to do. If you, if you know you're supposed to be in church, be in church. If you're supposed to be singing in the choir, sing in the choir. If you're supposed to be teaching a class, be prepared to teach that class. do what you've got to do until God shows otherwise. So let's jump back into Isaiah chapter 40 as as we get ready to finish. Isaiah 40 I have no idea what that clock says. I can see lots of arms going everywhere. I think it's 11.30 something. Um, Where was I going? Isaiah 40 verse 31. So we looked at the source of strength which is God is the source of strength. The secret of the strength is is waiting upon the Lord and then the satisfaction of our strength is found in verse 31 and this is that our strength is renewed. Let's read that again. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Then it says they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Once our strength is renewed, you're going to be able to rise up as eagles. I know it's using a I don't know if that's a metaphor or a similar I don't know, but it, it, it's a picture of, of what it's supposed to be. God will help you rise up above the, the things or the problems that you're in and you'll be able to see what he can see, or he, you'll be able to see things the way he sees them and not just as problems. As God uh, uh, brings us up out of that pit, as we, as we trust in him, as we rest in him, as we're waiting in him, he starts to bring us up and we start to see what's really happening and we get a lot of better direction. God can bring us above those things and we're not weighed down by them anymore. They're still there, but they now they don't ensnare us. They don't, make us st- they don't make us stuck. They don't make us bombarded by things We can see what God is trying to do. That's the satisfaction of waiting upon the Lord. God's able to help you keep our eyes upon him and not just on our problems. The Bible says there that we're going to be able to run. Man, I'm I'm able to run from the bedroom to the kitchen and back at at the moment without dying. Um, I know there's some people here trying to get uh, five kilometres in 20 minutes. I'll probably get 50 metres in 20 minutes. But, oh, man, being able to run as a Christian or run above the circumstances, going to be able to run the way God wants me to, and guess what? And not get weary. We get weary regularly. Well, I know I do. But it's going to be good when, when I wait upon God and God helps me to start running my race without every few steps getting discouraged, without being weighed down by everything, without, being, uh, uh, without fainting and thinking, oh, life's all over now. I, I, I didn't get that bit of cheesecake and everything else. It's <laughs> life well, can go on. It's My glasses, Sorry, I, that, that's why that came out, was my glasses. I told you, you don't know what's going to happen. So we can run, but the, I'll keep with all the R's. But the walking Without, um, without fainting is we be able to rally during the course of this life. Walking without fainting. God's going to be able to give you the stamina to continue even when it's, when it's draining to do so. Even when you don't want to, God will give you the strength to do it. So no matter where you find yourself today, the best thing that you can do is wait upon the Lord. It's time to be, to be patient, courageous, restful, and be faithful to what God has given each of us to do. And even when it seems like we, can, we cannot any longer, God seems to know when it's time to give you what you need. Now, I don't know where you're at this morning. I can only know where I'm at. And this week I was a little bit discouraged, um, not in a bad way, but just feeling a little bit, just a little bit discouraged. And someone sent me Isaiah 40 verse 31, and it encouraged me. The word of God is the thing that encourages. And we need to be able to learn that it's God that is our strength. Not our partners, our wives, husbands, not our kids, not our calling, not our job, not our money, not anything but God. God is the source of our strength. But the secret to get that strength, and this is the main part of the message, is to wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And that's what I believe God wants for you this morning, that to be renewed, because we're about to head into 2024. We're heading into uncharted territory, days we've never seen before. Um, There's so much going on in the world at the moment, um, around the world, with wars and, and things and decisions being made that we just, well, I, I do, I just think the world is crazy. But God's still there, and God can make sense of it. So let's pray, and then I'll ask Pete to come and close, or get ready for the baptisms. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I thank you for, um, Lord, your goodness to us. Thank you for the word of God. Pray that you would use what's been said, and may it encourage Uh, as it's encouraged me this week. And we just pray for those who may be struggling with things or wanting things to happen or um, hoping things will happen. I pray that you help us to be patient and to wait and trust you that you you will give us and allow us to move or act when you see fit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.